come to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the darkest side of the toast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, good week to you. Hello. Sup. Sup. How you doing? Good. Bada bing, bada boom. Coolest guy in the room. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> I don't have too much going on this week. Took off today. I'm in a good mood after I was about to melt down last week. Excellent. Uh, big problem in my life right now is a, is a massively clogged toilet. So if you guys have any, any solutions... Plunger. I've got the industrial plunger. I got an auger today from Walmart. Didn't work. I think next we're taking the toilet out of the floor. Uh, let me ask you a question. And, uh, you sticking those butt wipes down the toilet, man? The flushable butt wipes? The uh, the wet wipes yeah. and building a rat king? Can't be doing that. I don't know what it was. I, 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 don't I, stick flushable wipes down your toilet. You know what that is, a rat king? I have no, oh, you mean the thing in... Um, isn't that in uh, That's what they call it. It's like uh in like city sewers. There was a big one in if Britain. Enough people flush those wipes down, it builds a like 8 foot by 8 foot clog in the actual city sewer system yep. and they call it a rat king. Yeah. Someone has to go bust that up. I remember seeing that yeah, that happened in Britain and they had to go in there by hand and break it up. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I might have been building a rat prince here. Chris, are you the rat king of uh, your town? No. No. How's your week? It was good. Went to wrestling. Did you? Had some fun. Where'd you yeah. go? Some dude. Took oh, yeah, me, drove right. me. Yeah, drove me into the mountains. Let's talk about that. Okay. We drove out to Easton, PA to watch wrestling. Good stuff, Chris. Yeah, want to hear about it. Yeah. Am I telling the story? Yeah, sure. Why not? Who cares? So, uh, yeah, we drove to Easton, PA. Um... It's fun. Got some food. Uh, stood in the rain for a little bit. A little bit. They were a little um, disorganized. I don't think when, so. I think uh, the people that were coming in were just disorganized. Yeah, well, I think they were looking up like, oh, I'm Joe Smith uh, 4. Okay, Joe Smith 4. Our IDs and Vax cards and this and that. And But once we got in there, it was a nice little venue. Mm-hmm. Um, they had vegan food. Weyerbacher uh, Brewing, it was in. Weyerbacher Brewing, lots of, lots of jesters. Oh, yeah, so many jesters. <laughs> so many jesters. There are Dude, jesters they're, everywhere. Their uh, can design is terrible. Fucking ICP cans. ICP. <laughs> jesters Seriously. everywhere. Seriously. This shit is terrible. It's so behind the, in the area where the ring was, like you're looking at the ring, there was a, <laughs> there was a giant jester <laughs> busting through the wall like fucking Kool-Aid man. I forgot it. And he had, he had a pint of Guinness in his hand. And it looked like Chris called him the Statue of Liberty. Drunk Statue of Liberty. <laughs> like, hey, so hey, you guys. I, all night, all oh, night long it was. Uh, <laughs> One thing about Weyerbacher <laughs> Brewing is that they don't make light beers. Everything's super high alcohol. A lot of triples and Belgians and shit like that. I always that. hated their beers. It's like yeah, everything's like 12%. I drank nothing. When I was there, I didn't even have a glass of water. <laughs> we, uh, But there's people like walking around double fisting their beers. And you can see it slowly start to evolve, devolve into drunken messes. Like doing that. Chris and I were laughing. It's 
when someone's so drunk that they're staring at their beer like it's the beacon, like it's a light. They're holding a lantern in a dark cavern. And if they don't stare at their beer, there's a monster's going to come out and get them. So they're like, there's a bunch of them. 100% of the people in there that drove, drove home drunk. Yes, 100% of them, except for us. 99.9% of them drove home drunk. Yep. We split early. And it, we, we, we split at the intermission. And it was raining. Okay. It was. It was pouring. I um I predicted that we'd get Orange Cassidy. We got Orange Cassidy, and we got nice. Willow Nightingale, and then we split. We were like, they were yeah. like, and then after the intermission, you'll see Dan Champion and somebody else, and we were like, no, I don't care. I'm out of here. Yeah. And there was a rock and roll show, and our friend was in the band, but we told him ahead of time. We were like, he's like, oh, we're going on after after the show. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna be watching you. I'll be on the road. We'll <laughs> be driving home. It's we'll time for bed. Yeah. So we were home by what? 11:30, 12 o'clock. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was a good time. It was totally worth the drive. We had a good day. And, uh, Jimmy, I will tell you this, that, yes. you know, when we were driving home, coming down the northeast extension of the PA Turnpike and yes, then yes. into the Philly area, hmm. everybody was driving like a fucking moron. That yeah, was great. And that continued all the way from your house to my house. Yeah, there was time. a lot of, what, what is going on? I almost felt like just putting my uh, blinkers on, just driving like 20 miles an hour down the side of the road <laughs> so I didn't get killed. It's a lot of mania out there that day, and it wasn't too. the greatest weather. It was, that was terrible. Shit. Yeah. I couldn't see shit. Plenty of times while driving where it was like, uh, yeah, I don't know where the lines are, so I'm just going to kind of imagine where they are, and hopefully I don't hit anything. Brandon, questions, thoughts? How was Orange Cassidy? I feel like that's how he kind of made his name is smaller size events like that. Is it his love, uh, style of entertainment works better? He you guys def- get your rocks off? He definitely looked like he was uh, under direct instructions from Tony Khan that he could do the show as long as he didn't get in the ring, because that's exactly what he did. Walked okay. down, everybody screamed and yelled, and then he just stood there and distracted someone. But it was cool. It was fun. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up to open up a brewery and, and everything you make is just like meant to turn people into the worst version of themselves after 24 ounces. And there's no shuttle? Some, some potent, potent stuff they got going on over there. Yeah, Tell Chris, too, because you know, listeners, Chris doesn't he doesn't imbibe and especially was not imbibing during the craft beer craze of the last 20 years. So it was nah. like. I'm, I'm like, look at some of the fucking ABVs on those beers, man. And these people are walking around two at a time. I was like, dude, these people are fucking nuts. I don't even like their more, beers, though. More importantly, I mean, we both know from being in that business in the state of Pennsylvania, where Easton is, you can get into a lot of fucking trouble getting people all fucked up and letting them drive home. That can fall right back in your lap. Easton's the kind of town that has plenty of cliffs to fall off of, too, if you're driving, <laughs> driving to the yeah. river. Oh, and there was, just so you know, uh, there was a, um, in the, in the, in the spirit of the guy that was behind us at, uh, AW behaving like an asshole, there was a guy behind us during Willow Nightingale's match that was screaming, shit on his face, kiss his dick, kiss his dick, and his, nobody was laughing once again, big surprise. He, He was, him and his three buddies were, no one else was. We must got a streak going. We need like one of those signs, like it's been X many days since there was a workplace accident. Like it's been we, zero wrestling shows since someone made a horribly inappropriate joke. Very funny funny joke. <laughs> yeah. We went. We went to. Um. I think it was Ring of Honor Final Battle. 
And it was War Machine or the Viking Raiders or the Viking Experience, whatever the hell they're called. What were they picked War, War Machine. War Machine. They were War Machine. War Machine versus uh, Madison Square Taven and Michael Bennett, the Kingdom. The Kingdom, yes, yes. And Maria Canellis was with Michael Bennett at the time. You know, she's, I guess she still is as a valet or whatever, manager. And she's outside the ring, and some guy starts screaming, Oh, Maria! Oh, Michael Bennett's dick taste. And I'm thinking to myself, that's the dude's dude's wife. Like, are you really, like, are you insulting her? Like, calling her a whore because she... Your husband's got sex with her husband? (laughs) Yeah, you can slut your fucking husband, bro. (laughs) Yo, Yo, your husband has a penis. Yo, bro. Yo, body parts. Yo, your husband has penis. You have vagina. <laughs> body parts. Uh, so but it was right. fun. I had a good time. Like yeah, I said, it's time. about to hang. There was a point when we were up there, we were walking to get something to eat, and Jimmy had one of those split-second moments of terror where he thought he forgot to take it. Of course. Which, which you have when you go to anything. Always. You always have that. Well, and and uh, I said to him, I was like, yeah, we would have ate here and drove home. And I would have been like, fuck home. it. We just know. had fun. We just drove two and a half hours ago or two hours ago eating. That was it. All those, all those uh, funny little bars that we passed by in restaurants, I would have just stopped at all of them. On the way home, I'd be like, oh, I'm up That's here. It. Fuck it. What was the one place? Let's go check out The Rock or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah, that was uh, uh, eat, at, eat at The Rock eat or whatever. Rock. Yeah. Crystal Rock or something. Was called. Yeah. No Larry Holmes sighting. Larry Holmes Easton Boulevard, assassin. but I did not see him. The Easton Assassin. Yeah. 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 So it was fun. I'll do Sounds it. like a good time. Yeah. Sold out. Willow looked good. Willow looked fantastic. She looked beautiful. I mean, right. performance. I wasn't boned up at all, I swear. Billy's got rained out, so I sat home. Boned up. Boned up. Jim. Boned up and sat at home. Jim's bone was pushing me across the room. I said, like, why do you keep pushing me? Oh, no. Is that your keys? <laughs> yeah. Because it's a little bone. All right, news. Here we go. Roman Reigns announces in Trenton, New Jersey, that he is not coming back to Trenton, and goodbye, everyone, and all kinds of speculation now. Of course, the dirt sheets being as great as they are, like, uh, this is a surprise to WWE, and they had lots of long-term plans for Roman Reigns, and they are very upset about it. Yeah, no shit. They had plans for Roman Reigns. Surprised? I don't think so. Brandon, thoughts? Roman, leaving WWE. Contract negotiation. Right. 101 here. Right, right, right. This is all this is. I would imagine how much, how hard of a time they're giving everybody else. They're not taking it any easier on him. He, on the, the other hand, uh, is one of X many, one of however many they have that actually has leverage. So mm-hmm. I would take it as uh, him using it. So how else is he supposed to get out there, just go in the ring and say, well, I might not be back. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? Yeah, in, in Trenton, of all places. Right. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to tr- stir the pot too much, you know. Right. So it is <laughs> the Trenton Thunder Arena. He, uh. He decided he was going to announce that he was no longer going to be part of WD. And he never actually says it. He just goes, I don't know if I'm going to be back here. And you hear people in the crowd like, <laughs> losing Same their people collective shit. Booing him five years ago. So, you know, whatever. Maybe he wants to do something else. Maybe he just wants more money. 
Maybe he wants to go make his movies. Yeah. Be, the only uh, thing, the only thing I thought was interesting about it was it's quietly been like seven years now where he's kind of been at the top, and that would be like pretty close to a, a full career prime for a lot of these guys. Yeah. But because nothing has moved forward in WWE in that time, I think to me it didn't feel like that long. It's like that doesn't mean he doesn't want to move forward with his career or. Uh, that he uh, he's gotten over, but WWE is going to find themselves in a weird spot here. Yeah, you know, it's a matter of time. That's interesting because it's like he's been. I mean, as far as we know, he's been the top guy and making top guy money for I don't know five to seven years at this point, right? So just because you know the collective consciousness is saying that this is his best work, doesn't mean he's not ready to step the fuck away and go hang out with his kid now and go do other shit like. No, don't leave now, Roman. We finally are cheering you or booing you or doing whatever. It's like, uh, we, uh, I've been doing it for 10 years now or whatever. Time for t- time to move on. Bigger and better things. Yeah, he's, t- he's turning 37 in two weeks. Like, yeah. Not everybody yeah, wants to do it to their 40s. Go Chris. They're not the, you know, it's not back in the day where it was like, what else are you going to do? I mean, you weren't going to do anything else unless you were Hulk Hogan, right? I mean, you maybe, you know. Big Van Vader going to pop up on an episode of Baywatch with Sting. But other than that, you're not going to do anything. <laughs> but now it's different. You know, you had these, you had uh, Stone Cold and The Rock and now Cena. It's like this groundwork has been laid that, like, you have this group of guys who are extremely versatile, who are basically going through, like, crash course, carny uh, acting school, just getting it smashed in their face for the last however many years. Uh, I'm pretty, I'd be pretty certain that they're, like, Probably, they're probably, you know, Hollywood probably realizing, wait a minute, these wrestling guys are pretty versatile and easy to work with because mm. they can probably do anything you throw at them. They do it on the fly on a regular fucking basis. So, you know, he, he yeah, options instead of throwing yourself at the ground for a living. Hi, Brandon. Yeah, exactly. I Googled Roman Reigns to get his age, mm-hmm. and you know how Google will give you a couple of images, a couple of news stories, then people also ask. Is Roman Reigns an Indian? <laughs> like what kind? Can, like from India? <laughs> can leukemia be cured? And how old is Goldberg? <laughs> Come up. <laughs> all completely connected. In the world of wrestling, they all mean something. What the fuck? <laughs> is Roman Reigns an Indian? Jesus. He's he's uh, him and Satmar Singh or whatever his name is. Did he play basketball too? All right, let's move on. All right, so uh, some weird shit happened today, and uh, we're going to talk about it. And I didn't put it on the – but it's going to tie into our best of Super Juniors thing. So uh, Kotobushi started – Kotobushi doesn't tweet much. He's not very active on social media. I did see an interview with him and Saya Kamitani. It could have been recorded a couple of months ago, but he they did an interview together where Saya was – Saya Kamitani from Stardom was interviewing him. Well, today he puts out – a tweet that says something about uh, cheaters and and people that are bad people in management of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and then he took a screenshot of a comment conversation he had with a guy named Kishi Kishin. I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me. Where basically like. I guess he's the booker of New Japan, the actual booker of New Japan. 
And uh, it sounds like he's quite unhappy with New Japan. So much so that it doesn't seem like this is a limited pro- uh, limited issue because the great O'Karn, Brandon's favorite wrestler, uh, quote tweeted him, like subtweeted him and said, like, pro wrestling sucks. I'm, I'm busy, like, you know, saving kids and making pancakes or something there and eat pancakes or something like that. And then guys from DDT are tagging him and talking to him about stuff and about shitty goings on. Fucking all I got to say is because Noah just fired their booker and Noah stinks right now, even though we loved it at the beginning of the year. You may think you're away from carny shit. We talked about this last year. New fucking Japanese wrestling is super carny, and it seems like it's even all the way to the top of New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's super carny because it's hard to decipher exactly what Kotobushi is saying because obviously I'm going through second and third hand translations, trying to figure it out on my own through Google Translate is absolutely impossible. I don't think we're gonna see Kotobushi in fucking New Japan Pro Wrestling for much longer. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, another guy two weeks away from turning 40 years old. I don't, I don't totally have a concept for uh, Japanese carny culture, but I, I can't say it's shocking if it's pro wrestling. So I don't, uh, you know, I guess TBD. I'm, I'm not gonna have an opinion at this time, but right. who the fuck knows? I would, I would hope he comes up with something that makes him happy at this point. He's right. certainly put his body out there. He, um, he has this like online personality and a general personality of him being like this goofball. So the first people, first thing that people are responding is that it's him being a character. But some of the shit he's saying is like, and then he's taking um, screenshots of conversations with guys that this guy Kishi or whatever the fuck his name is, like. No one knows who the fuck he is, but apparently he's a long-term booker of New Japan, which is, like, news to me, and I'm a New Japan fan forever. So this is, like, some serious behind-the-scenes shit. You know what I mean? Like, we all assumed that Gato was the booker, but the overall right. long-term booker is this guy, which is like, whoa, maybe this is serious business. I don't fucking know, man. Chris, thoughts? I mean... Yeah, Brandon. Brandon, finish. I, I was just going to say, I, I can't think of another time you've hit had a negotiation like business side leak from new japan like this in recent memory yeah i I really don't have a frame of reference like you said they're pretty close to the chest with this stuff so you know it's hard to have an opinion on what the guy's saying when you know he hasn't been around too much was he injured injured yeah he got injured yeah and then and then oh yeah that's right and then it's just you know so it's hard to have an opinion on it i just it doesn't sound surprising, like you said, that um, that a wrestling company or a booker for a wrestling company is going to be is going to fuck somebody over. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you have to wait and see how it plays out. Like I said, we don't really, I don't have much of a frame of reference here for this, so it's kind of Carney's going to Carney, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's just kind of like, man, I guess we'll see what happens. Right. I mean, he's had some bad luck in the last year. Maybe part of it's frustration. Who knows? I don't know. It's a tough one. Kota Ibushi's like, he's been inv- he's been invisible from the company for the last, you know, since September. But still, it's that'd be a tough loss. I don't know where the fuck he's going to go. If he goes anywhere. But, uh, like he's, there you go. He's, he's not a kid. He's not like, you know, young. He's, a, you know, he's young, but he's not the wrestling world. He's been wrestling forever. So he's beat, beat up, I'm sure. The shit out of each other. Everybody, everybody thinks he's young because he looks young. He's 40. Right, yeah. 
it's it's so lame. Like one thing WWE does fairly well, it, se- it seems, is the guys that really carried the company for extended periods of time are paid, and they don't really let them. I don't know, I'm, I'm sure there's examples, but more often than not, you don't really see them leak out and freak the fuck out. I hate to see someone that's been that important to New Japan, like having to fight to get paid at 40 years old, late in his career. <laughs> so. It's it's uh, there's a fine line between like trying to lowball people and be a, a you know care about the bottom line and just ruining your reputation entirely because you can't even take care of the top of your company that actually has had success. It's interesting too because most of his career was as a free or as a freelancer. Even when he went over and did the cruiserweight championships, is that what it was called in WWE and NXT? Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. Cruiserweight yeah. Classic. And supposedly they offered him a deal, and he said no. He didn't want to do it. But he wasn't because he worked for New Japan. He was a freelancer, and he wanted to stay a freelancer. And then eventually he came over and signed full-time with New Japan. Maybe he's just sick of the bullshit. Maybe that's why he's a freelancer, because he's his own boss. You keep seeing it, all these freelance companies. Between Prominence, and uh, there's a company called Colors, and there's all these companies out there that are just like they worked for other companies and they weren't making any fucking money or they didn't like how the way the shit went and they were like nah, i'm gonna do it my own way i i've learned enough it's like working for a really shitty bar on south street and then going and opening a bar and then knowing what you're doing because you watched somebody do it so bad before but now you're like oh i know what not to do it's like as i know what to do <laughs> i want to talk about the good things about new japan i guess it's kind of tough to do right now after Possibly they're super carny. Let's talk about uh, Best Super Juniors 29 starting, I believe, tonight is the first night of it, right? I'm not sure. But I'm going to go through the blocks. Tell me what you think, Brandon. Ryusuke Taguchi, block A. Excited? Keep going. (laughs) Taguchi is not going to get any feedback. Okay. Clark Connors. Uh, He's from... uh, New Japan Strong, he's a United States guy. He was in the dojo. That's a good one. We're going to get some new names, so be excited. Romo Takahashi, Kanemaru, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Ace Austin, who I have no idea who the fuck Ace Austin is. Hmm. Chris, do you know who Ace Austin is? I believe we looked him up last week, didn't we? Did we? And we didn't know who he was. Um, Best of Super Juniors, I just looked. It said it started the 15th. So Okay, so that's this weekend. Yeah, so it's this weekend. Ace Austin out of Reading, PA. Oh, no shit. He might have been at that show he went to. <laughs> <laughs> he might have just seen his ass. Uh, yeah, well, I, I did. I looked at him. He was in uh, Ace Austin. I saw him in... TNA or Impact? Uh, Impact. He had the uh, pink glasses he wore. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. Yep, that's him. And the card and the cane and X Division. Yeah. There you go. Ace Austin. Alex yeah. Zane? That's an AEW guy, technically. If any one of us would have seen him, it's you. Is he not on Dark? Don't recognize that name? Alex Zane. I have no idea who that is. Nope. Don't recognize him. Sorry. <laughs> he must have been on Dark. How about uh, Francesco Akira? Francesco Akira is a guy that came over, I believe, from All Japan. And he's now part of the um, United Empire. And uh, he came to the ring, and I think he lit a promo with a with a with a fucking lighter. It was really bad, but there you go. <laughs> Taiji Ishimori and Show. Okay, Brandon, block one. Does this excite you at all? Or block A? 
No, I was I when you started reading off names, I was like, I know Wheeler Yuta's in this. This is something I'm going to try to get into. Let's be positive here, and it pretty quickly just downturned into I don't want to watch this at all. <laughs> at least Block A. First thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> Taguchi. I, I don't know. Um, Gooch? Not too exciting. No, I'm, I'm just saying. All right. Um, but Ari Sterling, Alex Zane, Ari Sterling, he is not an AEW. What's he do? So, yeah. Oh, he, he might be a yeah. indie guy. Uh, he's an American fitness enthusiast, musician, and professional wrestler, formerly signed to World Wrestling Entertainment under the ring name Ari Sterling. Do um is are there any professional wrestlers that aren't fitness enthusiasts? <laughs> I am <laughs> Abdullah Kobayashi, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Alright, have a black bay, here we go. Master Wado, Robbie Eagles, Teton of CMLL, Bushi, El Desperado, Doki, El Lindeman of Gleet. Gleek. Gleek. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta. TJP, who is Ugh. also in um, United Empire, and El Fantasmo. Yuck. A little bit better in this block, especially I love Teton. I love when the CMLL guys come over. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I agree. This will be better. Um, this is going to be one where like I'll wait for someone that watches all of these on Twitter Me. to to post to post like, hey, here this was interesting last night. Then I'll pull up. I, I think I got about. Two hours blocked off for for block B, zero for block A. Like honestly, I'm looking at block A and I don't see any of the. I'm not excited for any of these because I've seen them all, and I don't care about the guys they brought in. But here it's like, okay, Teton, I want to watch. L. Lindemann's awesome. He's got like spray on tan and bleach blonde hair. TJP, I can do without. He's a good wrestler though. And Wheeler Utes, I want to see how they book him. They book him well if they book him kind of mid. I'm curious about this. Chris, thoughts? Wasn't TJP, like, did, wasn't he slimeball city for a while there? Didn't he do he's something? Anti, he's super anti-vax, and he was going after people and saying that they were poisoning their kids and shit like that if they got vaxxed. Yeah, but I think he was doing something before that. I think he was doing something pre-COVID. I don't think he was doing any sex stuff. He wasn't sex pest. It's just, just gross. Yeah. I mean, these guys are him and, him and Drake Wirtz are, like, they the crew. same human being. Yeah, they crew. I forgot he existed. Oh, he's running for, uh, like, city council or something down in his town. Because he hates... Uh, Councilman words. <laughs> he hates uh, child pornography. So, therefore, he probably owns some. Which is the case. Most likely. I hate it so much, I must flagellate myself with my magazines. Slap my dick with my kitty mags. Oh, I hate kid porn. Oh, no, no. Oh, slap my dick. Oh, no. That's pretty much what's going on. By the way, guys, while I'm doing this podcast, I'm putting away all my Joshi Wrestler baseball cards. I don't know if you guys can tell I was doing something else while I was talking to you. Working real hard here. As am I. I just got Chick-fil-A dropped off. So fuck Chick-fil-A. I love it. It's a good sandwich. Anyway, I will check a lot of this out, if not everything, and uh, I'll let y'all know what I like. Doesn't mean it's good, but I might like it. Um, what else we got? AW. Let's see what we got to talk about in the AW. Oh, I found on Twitter. This is completely unrelated, but somebody retweeted a, a someone's running a fake Eddie Savitz 
Oh, Ed, yes. Ed, Ed Savitz Twitter. Hold on, uh, listeners. If you know who Ed Savitz is, look it up. But it thought I dawned on me to ask you guys how far away from that age group were you, and did you right. know anybody? Slap dab in the middle. Oh, right in the middle of it. New, new people that went. Yep. Went. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Golf balls and toilet seats and yeah. dirty socks and dirty underwear. Good stuff. Yep. Yep. I was at a party. And Eddie Savage was hosting. That Eddie Savitz was hosting. I was the entertainment for the party. I was uh, I was at like you know some somebody who was old enough to have an apartment uh, had a party, and they it was on the news that they had arrested him. And there was about eight dudes in the party staring at the TV like, oh shit, am I in trouble? My whole, my whole revenue stream just dried up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it was weird, bro. Did, uh, like any highlights? What was, you said golf balls and toilet seats. I'm not familiar with, with that reference. Uh, I know shit in pizza boxes, dirty, dirty well, yeah, underwear. I, I believe you had a toilet seat that you could shit on. Like, depending on how much you wanted to pay you, you could take a shit on him. And how well he knew you as well. Right. That was, he would get underneath yeah. it face first, head up, mouth open, and you would take a dump on him. Piss on him. Oh my god. Yeah, golf balls was, I think, it was baseballs or golf balls, I forget, where he's standing against the wall and throw or hit golf balls at him naked. Throw, he would stand against the wall. He would curl up in the corner with a football helmet on. There you go. (laughs) Now, now mind you, none of this was witnessed firsthand, so take all this with a grain of salt. Right, right. I I mean, the guy was a fucking lunatic. That is a fact. So, he was a sleazeball. So, that's a fact. So, any of this could. It's probably true. Sadly, uh, I did not make any money off Eddie Savitz. I could have used it back then. Yeah, right. And apparently the, the story was is that you can go and give him your dirty underwear, and he would pay you and give you clean underwear, and you left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this there was a couple guys. Yeah, there was a couple guys. There was a guy I know from from uh, high school that the rumor was that they were, you know, he was in a – relationship with him i doubt that an inappropriate relationship with him oh i mean if i was in high school and well i mean it's went up there i would i would be starting that rumor and be like yeah dude billy's banging eddie second third well, hey wait but i mean like here's the thing you <laughs> say, power top you, and eddie savage yes you, you say you doubt that but then that begs the question he was doing all the other shit so to be banging a couple of the kids that were coming up there. Oh, 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 oh. I don't yeah, mean Eddie that's Savage. A, that's I'm not defending Eddie Savage. I'm defending this person that everybody was saying fucked him. Had a relationship. Well, I mean, he 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 was open about the fact that he had that would go to him on a regular basis. So oh, he, eh, whatever. Hey, man. I have a feeling Eddie was pedof- to, pig, pedophile. to pig out as hard as the, his partner was at any moment. Right. But uh, good times. Kind of reminds me of yeah. uh, uh, professional wrestling. Yeah, completely unrelated, but <laughs> probably the, the biggest, the biggest pervert in American history. And you guys, yep. r- right, right in the right middle, middle of it. Where do you live? Oh. Rittenhouse Square uh, or something? I forget. My, uh, our aunt was the uh, was Very the prosecuting DA. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. My, I remember seeing it on TV. I'm like, yo, that's my aunt. Yep, our aunt was. The, <laughs> she was, was the, the. She she passed away a few years ago, so I could say it. she was the pro- prosecuting DA. There you go. Anyway, there you go. Well, that's more interesting. That's how close we part. were. You didn't think we knew anything. We knew a whole hell of a lot. I, just, I can't believe it took me so long to think to ask you. 
Because usually Eddie Savage is on the tip of your tongue whenever you're talking to us. You're like, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> Those guys Eddie look dirty. They're selling their dirty underwear. Eddie Savitz. Yep, Eddie Savitz. Right, Fast so Eddie. Like, so, so somebody has Fast Eddie. Eddie Savitz's Twitter account where he'll just tweet out once a month, like uh, the night of the Oscars, Will Smith embarrassed the city of Philadelphia tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the funny thing is about that, though, it's like when you look at what they would throw people off Twitter for and then but a guy just posing as a pedo- known pedophile on Twitter, that's cool. The way back. Parody account, I guess. Yeah. Uh, OK, let's talk about uh, AW, which wasn't great this week, but there are some standout spots. Um, Ray Phoenix and Dante Martin was pretty damn cool. Uh, let me just go through the stuff that was cool on. Um, that was it. Everything else wasn't all that cool. More Wardlow stuff. Uh, Ring of Honor Women's Championship match was slow, like Deanna Perazzo and Mercedes Martinez are often in the ring. I got to say, though, Deanna Perazzo looks pretty fucking cool, man. She did not. She's way bigger than Ring of Honor. That's for sure. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I thought actually both of the um, Impact wrestlers that came over performed pretty well. Uh, I forgot about that, too. W.M. Morrissey relative to what we'd seen from impact in the past. So uh, it's kind of seemed like a dead relationship, but I actually uh, wouldn't be surprised to see more of that after how well both of them fit plugged in there. So particularly Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah. No knock against Deanna is like in ring stuff, but her promos are terrible. They always have been. That's been a weak spot. She sounds like girl from Jersey. Real. Yeah. Chris thoughts. Who was she? Wasn't she with another? Isn't she with one of the uh, uh, pro wrestling heroes of COVID? Who's that? Diana. Diana Peraza. Yeah, I think she's like an action figure set. (laughs) Limited release. One of the the pro wrestling. (laughs) Let me say, yeah, she was married to somebody who got fired. Or she is married to. Somebody. All the action figures come with a mask on, but under pulled down under their nose. I think Serena Deeb is married pro- <laughs> to uh, to uh, Marty Skrull, so there you go. She Serena is. Deeb. Oh, and oh, that's uh, a isn't that weird? Steve Cutler. I hate. I hate oh yeah, Steve Cutler. That's right. Yeah, they, they are. Steve Cutler. Yeah, they are the heroes of breaking COVID protocol, especially in the heat of it. Yo, Happy New Year. We're at the George's yeah. Jersey Show, yo. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a shame, too. Like, when you say, like, oh, so so some of the Impact people who have come over and, you know, Impact is, like, loaded with talent. And they just don't know, like, they can't do anything with it, you know? And then anybody that comes into, like, if somebody comes over from Impact to WWE, it's like an immediate fail because they're just so riddled with shit habits from Impact, you know? Brandon, anything else on on Rampage or Dynamite? It's like it's like they've been playing for the Globetrotters for five years, and now they're trying to go back to the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, sweet George Brown, what's his song? <laughs> Wait a minute, I can't put the ball. I can't touch the guy's head. What's the and one where they like double dribble, they dribble, they, they cross over, cross over, cross over, stop, touch the guy in the touch head, touch the guy in the head, and spin around him. All of which is, you know, completely 
against the rules. Is it traveling? The only other, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The only other thing I was going to mention, um, which I just before the podcast I was listening to, WWE had like their Q1 earnings call, which it, yeah. it, somebody posted. It was the first time I ever listened to one of those. And uh, the one big thing Nikon was talking about that they're like as they always have to pitch to people like, well, here's how we're going to make even more money right. is is India. They're like obsessed with getting the Indian market, which I think was somewhat predictable. They're bringing this Veer Mahan on, I think, guy. is going to be their guy. And I saw AEW's so the Satnam Singh videos are by far their like most viewed you know, YouTube it's, clips. It's kind of funny you're bringing that up because a month ago I actually meant to bring that up because I was checking them to see if because of the trend that happens with with WWE uh, Indian characters is they get like well over a million hits in the first week. And Satnam Singh even a couple weeks ago was close to a million. But yeah, he, he a couple. He's a couple videos over a million already. It's crazy. I mean, Which I mean for go ahead. I'm sorry. Eight. Or sorry, WWE gets a couple of those. Like if right. Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch would do something, they would get three million views. Or Brock Lesnar for AEW to have multi or million plus view videos. That's huge. Right. That's one so. thing that it's you know when people say like oh you brought this per- person over from this other nation and put them on dark. And I said it from the beginning when I was trying to figure out why they were putting Yuka Sakazaki on Dark and stuff. I said, like, well, it's probably because it's easier for Japanese fans to catch AEW on YouTube than it is to them to stream it any other way. And it kind of makes sense. Now, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Weren't they, aren't they streaming on, uh, on now? They're, aren't they streaming on New Japan World? Yeah, but in, it's in weeks New Japan. In, Oh well, but in Japan. In Japan only. Okay. Yeah, you also but have I mean, to pay for it. Right, but that would make sense. So if you're going to see, you can see it for free, get the ad revenue off it, and there's a massive, massive audience, uh, for, uh, pro wrestling audience in in India. That I mean, WWE has always done huge numbers there. Right. So I mean, even just to have, you know, I mean, I don't think it's a situation where you would have your own program as far as like you know. Uh, uh, based solely for the Indian audience because oh, no, no, they no. they want to see the dudes that they see, you know. You st- even though it's like, all right, great, we got you know whoever the big that uh, big Indian guy is that they're using on WWE, uh, not Sadam, uh, Veer Mahan. Veer Mahan. Even if they use like with him, it's like, yeah, we want to see that dude, but we also want to see Roman Reigns. And right, right. It's- watching the TV show to see these guys. So, so when you do a big um, reveal for Sodom Singh and everybody's, you know, boo hoo hoo, you did a big reveal. You did get multiple million view videos out of it, which is huge for exposure over there for AEW. But yeah, like you said, it's not like people are watching and being like, oh, I only want to watch Indian people. No, they're watching. Right. They want to see the entire product. Japanese people right. don't want to see the Japanese people. They want to see the entire product. They're proud for their people doing well. I'm sure Irish people are stoked when Finn Bauer's on the screen. But they're there to see the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I just thought, like, you, we talk a lot about the total addressable market with pro wrestling. WWE's actually going to their stock shareholders and being like, we think we can take this guy nuclear, basically. But, like, we think India is going to be our big thing. Well, who, you know, who would they be pushing if so? So there's a lot of money in, uh, I think will be invested in Veerman and Satnam Singh in the yeah. coming nine months or so. So we'll we have got, to keep um, it on. Who was the Canadian guy that was in 3MB that was the champ for like six months? 
Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. I mean, that was another one that was he was putting up huge numbers. There was a woman that was in NXT, which I don't know if she's still with the company. Really tall woman, Indian descent, who uh, she was getting gigantic numbers. An NXT woman. People just tuning in. It's fucking billions of people in Japan. Or Japan, sorry. Billions of people in India. India. Yeah. Still doing my card, sorry. So, no, it's okay. I, I just was like, I, I we've talked about it, but it was I, I hadn't heard it come from the mouth of the leadership at those companies until now. I'm like, oh, oh this, this, this makes sense. I mean, doesn't it make sense too? Like, you, you know, you're capping off. You're you're in the U.S., right? I mean, they're doing well. They're not doing the the. As far as the storyline goes for fans of it, they may be complaining about it. They may not be enjoying it, but they're still making money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, WWE for years has always been about this massive global footprint, you know? So it makes sense that they're going to want to do that. Um, and if, I mean, honestly, you know, you're going to get the views from, you know, if AEW's trying the same thing, you're going to get the views on YouTube for that. But if you try to, at this point, try to stretch into having this massive global footprint, you're going to get steamrolled by WWE. It's just right, not, yeah. it's just not smart. I know Impact had a big following in, or I guess TNA at the time had a big following in India. They did a show. UK, every, they were big in. And India. They Was did shows India in India as well. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I know WWE I has attempted to get into China, but it's a little tougher to crack than India, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, I haven't seen Sotnam Singh wrestle. Nobody has, but uh, I have a feeling if he's seven foot seven and he couldn't play center in the NBA, where I watch guys that can't barely move their hips every week, that wrestling isn't going to be go any better for him. I think WB might be better pos- <laughs> positioned here with Vermont, but it's definitely like there's a the most potential for one of these guys to go nuclear, like holy shit, international star. Right. Okay, Chris, final thoughts? Well, I mean, Saddam said they stick Owen Hart's head jar on top of him. It'll totally change the game. That's true. You know, he was such a uh, uh, he was such an amazing you know uh, um, uh, psychologist when it came to ring work that you know his body being debilitated by its the right. sheer weight being placed on his bones is shouldn't come into play. <laughs> That's the real forbidden door, yeah, between Saddam Singh's neck and his head. <laughs> There you go. Uh, I do want to talk about Rampage because we're getting this women's tournament has a Joker in it, and we got this show was booked for uh, Jim, the fucking Japanese wrestling fan nerd. We get a, a qualifier with Yuka Sakazaki and fucking Riho, who put on one of the best on a fucking random 5:30 in the afternoon AEW show, put on one of the best technical women's matches they've ever had. We got a big fucking tag team match. And we get a Kanosuke Takeshita against Jay Lethal in a pretty decent match. I mean, it's Jay Lethal. Who cares? But I don't know. This is a pretty damn good episode of Rampage. And we get Hook and uh, forming a tag team with uh, the guy that we don't know why he's there, but he brought his chips. It's man who's housing. He brought his chips with a with a birthday or wrapper on it. Brandon, thoughts? We missed by, what, one fucking week, huh? Two weeks. Yeah. Was it was it last week or last, was it two weeks ago? Was that last week? I don't remember. I think it was. Yeah, yeah it, was it would have been. Yeah, it was, we missed by one week. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Jimmy's gonna fucking love this. I thought the main event was pretty entertaining. Yuka Sakazaki was my favorite back when they had that YouTube women's tournament. So I was happy to see her back. Um, if this relationship continues to grow, though, I I hope to 
see them not constantly eating the pin because I think the only time they've had one of them win was a Ishii in a tag team. So, what are you talking about? Uh, like bringing Japanese wrestlers uh, to AEW, I think uh, enough of these, like if this relationship continues to grow between New Japan or these different companies, uh, bringing them over, I would like to see them insert themselves a little bit more than just pin eaters here. Right. I think Takeshita is going to win this feud with Jay Lethal. So we're going to, I'm assuming we're going to a tag match coming out of this. Can I, uh, Takeshita and, and Samoa Joe versus Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, I guess. It's not going to be Satnam Singh yet. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. Um, this actually was a really good rampage. I watched all these today. Um, I did dig the tag team match um, for reasons. Lots of ass. Other, lots of butts. Lots of Australian butts bouncing around. But, no, I mean, it was... Um, There's only one Australian out there. I thought uh wasn't... Uh, isn't the other girl Jamie Hader Australian? Nope, British. All right, what do I know? <laughs> we got a girl from Pittsburgh. She might as well be British. So yeah, that's um, but that's it. I mean, you know, I Jay Lethal puts me to sleep. Um, but that was a good match. Um, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of put notes down about this because it drove me crazy. So I was watching both of these today, and you had the situation between the House of Black and the Varsity Blondes. Right? Oh, my God. Okay. Let's go. I want to talk about this stuff. That's why now, I went, yeah, I've, I've come to the conclusion over the last, I guess, month or so. I mean, it's been going on since since the since I first watched UWF and was exposed to Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. Jim Ross, the great wrestling announcer, Hall of Famer. Right. Yes. I don't know. But been around forever. Probably the most well-known wrestling announcer of all time. This man would rather be calling any other sport than fucking professional wrestling. I honestly think he fucking hates it. Um, All he wants to do is talk about how all these other sports that these guys have played. If you watch any other sport. He, none of the commentators you're not going to watch fox afternoon like on a sunday afternoon fox uh game day live or whatever it's called and howie long is not going to sit there and tell you about how athletic nba players are he's going to talk about football because that's what he's there to fucking do and as an announcer for the nfl his job is to make the nfl seem like the most important thing in the fucking world and nothing is better than it and this motherfucker has been putting over every other fucking sport as if, oh, this guy used to play football here, but that then makes him legitimate. he sucked at that. He couldn't make it in the pros, so he ended up coming to the secondary thing that we do. Now coming to bat, you may know this man, one of the greatest basketball players um, of all time. It's Michael Jordan. Perhaps you know I'm, that he played basketball before. Now I've he's back. Tried, I'm trying to look. Because this has really been – I don't know why I never actually checked on this. Did this man actually attend the University of Oklahoma? I'm saying he's one of those guys that just shows up in all the gear. He's and the, the, and like the North Notre Dakota, Dame guys. He's the Notre Dame guy that shows up at a wedding and knocks over at the, the, at, at the Yeah, at the wedding with the, with the uh, Notre fight, Dame flag. Fighting Irish. This, this guy comes out uh, to the Oklahoma – Sooner. Sooner fight song. Mm-hmm. It was on Jeopardy today. 
And I do not see that he ever fucking went to school in Oklahoma. So he's like a weird (laughs) 70-year-old college football obsessed. Like, at some point, if you're at a certain age, you didn't, A, go to the school or are currently attending the school. You need to drop your allegiance to some weird college football team from somewhere. He went to Northeastern State University in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Yeah, so he (laughs) comes out to the fucking – he comes out to the fight song of a college – he didn't go to. He's just a fan. Fucking loser. The other thing that they need to do. I swear to God, if I hear Brian Pillman's name one more fucking time, I'm going to throw my TV out the fucking window. Oh, Why yeah. the fuck do they keep bringing this guy up? This guy has been fucking dead Rip. longer than Ric Flair has been a weird fucking old man. And that's a long time. Brian Pillman's been dead since the fucking 90s. And he really doesn't have all that amazing a fucking resume. The last however many years of his career was in a wheelchair and a sling the whole fucking time, yelling into a microphone. With a gun. <laughs> Coming to Stone Cold's house with no, Stone Cold came to his house, his house. with a gun. Yeah. yeah. I just don't fucking get it. Like they just like stop, just stop, just fucking stop. Let like the one thing you don't want to do become more like Brian Pillman Jr. Just. Be Brian Pillman. Like, don't have them talk about your dad all the fucking time. I, I, I just, it doesn't make him a better wrestler. It doesn't make him more interesting at all. He was a uh, two-time all-conference football player for the Westville Yellow Jackets. Who is this? Jim Ross? Jim Ross. Yeah, well. He's president of the student body. He's 100. Hold on. He was the FAA Oklahoma speech champion in 1968 and 69. Fucking dark. <laughs> yeah, they have his high school GPA in. I saw it. It's not, it's not even good. It's, it's, I mean, it's not bad. It's 3-6, not like. 3-6 is post that. 3-6 will get you a job somewhere. That's about it. That's an A minus. Yep. You're 60 years ago. I mean, really, like, do can we move on from this dude? If you want to. Like, you know, oh, you mean la- la- ladies, ladies and gentlemen, and it's like you're waiting for the show start. And it's like a fucking fight Poser. song starts playing and then he comes out. He's got a hat. And it's just like, what a fucking poser. That's this tough guy that I love at the college, but I didn't actually go there, guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know what that is. Notre Dame dudes. Well, that was me in North in, in high school. But then once I went to his college, I was a fan of their stuff because that's the college I went to. Yo, so high school. <laughs> you know what else you thing. are? In, you know what else you are in high school? Child. A fucking idiot. A child. A child. Right. You know what I mean? When yeah. I actually cared about shit like that, I that my argument was always some guy was like a friend of mine, like the Packers or something. It was like, well, I liked Brett Favre when I was a kid, and it's like. Yeah, I did a lot of stupid shit when I was a kid, and then I grew up and realized that it was stupid and stopped doing it. Hmm. I, I don't I care just, what you, who you root for anymore, but to be 75 years old and pumped up on the Sooners is just like, God damn, bro. I love watching those 19-year-old boys run around in tight pants. Mm. You, think, you think, you think oh, he's gosh. in one of those videos where they're like, how many G-Rolls I've got to go down? Boom, Schooner. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see those? Where they're like, "Here, my name's Keith Ashley, I'm going right to that state university." Get, get. <laughs> I definitely think so. 
Brandon, you were going to say? I was going to say, when I was in college, Temple played Notre Dame at the Lincoln Financial Field. It was like a huge game. Temple ended up losing like two minutes left. But people were down there all day, and it was 50-50 split crowd. And there was, it was all these Notre Dame guys from Northeast Philly. And when we were trying to get into the game, there's like these two guys in front of us have diamond Notre Dame earrings. And at that point, I'd been down the parking lot for eight hours. And I'm mouthing off at this guy. He's like, do you know Notre Dame hates people like you? You or anyone that you've ever met could never get into Notre Dame. There is a school here. One of the two schools is for people like you. That's who you're rooting against. How much of a fucking loser could you be? And this guy turns around and just slaps the guy next to me right in the face as far as he can. Nice. Like, sorry you, about you that. You did all the words and then your, your buddy took the punch. <laughs> guy got beat up. Out, slaps a guy right next to me. He was like, <laughs> "Hey, sorry about that. Sorry, truth hurts, brah, but it doesn't hurt me. It hurts that dude." Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> well, that's uh, it's a funny. It's the same thing. Like you say that, it's the same. That's my argument for Villanova. Uh, people in Philadelphia that like Villanova, my response is always, "Yo, if you went out to Nova, they'd call the cops on you." If you were walking down the street out by Villanova University, they'd be like, who is that man? He is not white. Yeah, <laughs> Call the cops a, on him. Line, that George Carlin line, there's a club, and you're not in it. You're not in it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So uh, anything else about that angle? Did you want to talk more about that? <laughs> I didn't. I, you I brought mean, it You I, brought it up. Yeah, it was, it was basically just a bitch about Jim Ross. But, oh, okay. I mean, no, I, you we know, don't have I, to talk about it. I, I mean, no, I, I, look, I, anything that gets Brody King cannonballing somebody in a corner, I'm cool with, but. Dude, it was so yeah. long. And for yeah, way Brian too long. Jr. being like, yeah, my daddy, my daddy. He's my got like dad. zero passion into his in his promo. It's just like. And he's. That's what he sounds like. He's just like high pitched. and Brandon, it's your homeboy. What do you think about it? He's, uh, are we talking about Pillman or Pilms or Ross? the whole thing or Ross, all of it. Yeah. He's one of those guys that I guess technically in wrestling terms, he's not that old, but he's like 30 years old already is he kind of snuck in there with jungle boy and Joey Janela. And it's like, well, they could be something. The guy's not that young and he's, he's horrible on the mic. So I, I think, you know, if this company makes it 15 years, you'll look back and be like, remember the first two years they were trying to send that fucker out there? He'll be the guy well, on Twitter that'll suddenly become a celebrity because he's just shit talking whatever's good right now. He goes Bagwell, Buff Bagwell style. He's the uh, fucking Disco Inferno now. That's what he is. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> Disco Inferno, WCW's longest holdout. <laughs> That's what he calls himself. They said it was Sting was the longest holdout. Nah, I'm the longest holdout. They still haven't signed me. (laughs) Anything else you want to talk about on AEW this week, Brandon? No, not really. That's great. I think I'm good, man. Chris, anything? You got anything on your list? I mean, we're heading into a pay-per-view in a few weeks, and it's there's no heat for anything. Well, we get CM Punk, and and I think we're all excited for CM Punk versus Cowboy shit. I am. Brandon? Can I? Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Can I ask a question? And this isn't, I'm not being facetious here. Why? Because uh, he did a promo. I'm into it. Okay. I'm just saying. I I just. I mean, we know where CM Punk's going. We talked about it last week. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, it's like everything just feels a little rushed right now. 
When's the baby? Everything, room? everything. In May or in twenty nine? Three weeks. Three weeks. Away. So, but I mean, like you know, I like we go back to what we were talking about with with uh, we were just talking about the House of Black. Like, you know, what this is not the story to be doing it with because nobody gives a shit. But why not do? They've been milking Julia Hart's eyeball for like six months. I mean, she's, right? she's not really doing anything though. She's not. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that can't we just build a story that like a championship match story that takes that long? I mean, like, what would you like? I would of, like to hear instead of, instead of that's instead of hard. a guy instead of a guy coming out and going, yeah, I'm the champion, blah blah blah, and then another guy goes, well, I don't like you, blah blah blah, and then pull apart and then match. It's just so that's cookie cutter. I just would like to see some yeah. subtle some subtleties that lead up into a fucking championship. That's just me. I think you have some of that going on, like that's, the Wardlow yeah, thing. Yeah. I think will emerge over time. Um. I also think uh, I'm not as frustrated with the company as I was three months ago because it feels like they're noticing what I've been reacting to for a while where, hey, these Britt Bakers, these Hangman Pages, it's awesome that they started with a company and were our protagonists and then got the belt. They're not good enough relative to the talent that you do have at the top right now. So you're seeing a Britt Baker lose a couple times. I think they're going to just have CM Punk gank this belt and have an awesome fucking run for a couple months here and put some depth to some of these people. There's nothing worse to your point, Chris, than having a show for three hours plus YouTube every week and somehow still feel like the story's rushed for these pay-per-views when you only do four of them a year, which is true. But overall general direction, I'm like, actually, I feel good about this. Yeah, Chris. I yeah, I, I you know I I should have said before I started like getting into this too though that like this is not a chore for me. It's not like I'm watching AEW and I'm like I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, it's it's not a chore. It comes on Wednesday nights. I watch it live. You know, I don't have to force myself. It wasn't like when I was when we were watching Impact and I was like, oh, you were watching Impact. Oh, oh, oh no. And I was watching fucking even Raw and Hulu was impossible to watch. It was an hour and a half, you know, so it's not that I, I, I am enjoying it. it. It does. It does. It's a decent show. It's as good as any live television or any. Yeah, I guess you would say anything I don't watch, like tune in TV that's on television right now. You know, so I, I, I have I've I'm not complaining about that, um, but it's just that I would just like to see I would like to see those things where you actually get like like into it and you really just can't wait for it. It just seems like this is a big one that may be getting rushed, but it also may be just a small piece of a story that CM Punk story and has Adam page is just a small chapter of that story. So that could be happening too. I, you know, when I look at it, maybe it's just me watching new Japan for so many years. It's, you know, if, if Adam page, it's like, who's next for Adam page. We knew who was next. We talked about it. It was going to be CM Punk. That's who was next. And it's almost like him saying, well, you know what? It's like uh, Okada going out and doing a promo in New Japan style and being like, oh, I'm doing this all for you. And then the person you expect to come out comes out and you're like, here we go. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been building for. He's He's got the record against the champ. He's earned it at this point. I, I don't see it as as so rushed as maybe you guys do. It could also be what I'm conditioned to see as a interesting wrestling storyline and 
looking at from like a more of a Japanese style angle, it would make it wouldn't feel that way. You know, I'm conditioned to seeing it a certain way, and this isn't the way that that you know what I mean. I'm not used to like right. I, the story. I have to look at it from different eyes. I got to look at it from a different angle and look at it from that point of view, and maybe I can get more excited about it. Don't get me wrong. You know that grill will be on day before Memorial Day. I'll be watching that fucker. And it's not like I don't enjoy, you know, I do enjoy all forms of storytelling in professional wrestling. But I think AEW, more than any company out there, has a bunch of different types of storytelling. So, like, not every time has to be, you know, Adam Cole and Adam Page, which we weren't into, honestly. I don't think we can agree. I think we all can agree. We weren't really into that feud. But that was a lot of name calling and you're not this and you're that and everything. And this one's more so far. We haven't gotten up to it. We've got, still got two, two weeks, two and a half weeks left. Three weeks, including this, uh, tomorrow's uh, Dynamite, where it can get into a more personal thing. But right now, it's like it seems like it's been building to this. I mean, if we went back six months, and I bet you we could have guessed that he'd be facing CM Punk at some point. Sure. Right? It, feels rushed only, it, it feels rushed only in the sense that it's such a big deal for like I zoom out. Like you said, six months ago, CM Punk felt like a, it, that would be the big turning point for the AEW title. And it feels like we've gotten there relatively uneventfully uh, for a company that's only turned their belt over a few times in its entire history. And that's the only sense that I would say that it's rushed, but I think it's okay to have something where, Hey, this guy's just the, the obvious challenger and it's, there's nothing more to the story than that. Right. I mean, uh, the they, other... both, they both had their own private personal ladder to climb, to get to this big match where they, whether it was CM Punk with uh, MJF or, you know, whatever Adam Cole's doing with the elite or whatever they're calling themselves like, or Adam Page, sorry. You know, they slowly climbed over these small ladders. And now the peak, the big match, the one that we, everybody's going to be looking forward to is in front of us. And we're here. I don't know. I, yeah, don't, this, I, I don't see any problem with it. I don't have any problem with it. I should say. No, no. Okay. No. And, and like I said, I'll be here watching and, and this is their big pay-per-view, right? This is double or nothing. This is their big daddy. This is the one that started actually a W um so yeah you know i mean i i at no point am i like i just wish that there was i just don't feel any like real energy going into it it makes sense but i just don't feel any energy going into it i mean they also have to you know we complain every week they have the same guys on every week doing the same shit they got to build other other storylines too so three more weeks coming we might get some more of it more of them the the only other thing that i i wrote down i i didn't bring up i wanted to earlier not to shift a little bit here is Go ahead. that spot they put them in Friday was right before the NBA playoffs. And yeah. the, in my opinion, like the, the biggest show on American TV for adults right now that I see is this NBA talk show with Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith and Shaq. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very entertaining. I see it all the time on the internet outside of NBA Twitter. And they went right from a, a AEW main event that had a DDT wrestler in it into Charles Barkley and Shaq. And just right. like the bizarreness of that, like, you think four <laughs> years ago, like how could you imagine having a DDT guy on TNT right into inside the NBA? <laughs> but that's what happens. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. To your point, I do. I couldn't possibly care less about the NBA. And I will actually sit there and watch that for an hour, hour and a half. after You're the talking games. about pre-show that, that, that well, they're post game. Yeah, they're post game. Uh, that's how good they are. 
I mean, that makes perfect sense that that many people watch those guys. It's so goofy. I love it. Especially when Shaq does a spinning back fist and knocks a piece of plexiglass on <laughs> Kenny's that was great. I think it's at the point now where people are putting that on instead of fucking whatever else is on at 6 o'clock because they're funny. And it, if they did that, they had to watch DDT dude beforehand. So I, I get a kick out of that. What's the next paper you call? Double or nothing. Double. It's double or nothing. I'm trying to find the max card. Sorry. Or what we have so far. I, I believe I, I do believe there's a Samoa Joe. I think the only ones is the Samoa Joe tag match. I heard them talking about that with a mystery a, a partner. No, there's a couple of matches so far. I can't yeah. seem to find it though. Are you sure it's double or nothing? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Double or nothing, 2022. Okay, here we go. See what I got. TBD, TBD. Uh, we got Thunder Rose and Serena Deeb. For the AEW Women's uh, Championship, not a great promo by Serena D, but it was it felt important at least. Thunder Rosa seemed like she was pushing her along in that promo. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? She's like, I'm Serena D. Uh, it was bad. Get, it was it was legitimately yeah. not good. Yeah, it was not good for like your chance to shine. Serena D didn't look great. Then we get Hangman and CM Punk. There are two matches that we have, and we'll have the. Uh, Owen, Cup, Owen Hart Cup uh, final matches. To can it. I uh, can yeah, I pose a question? So I, this I, Owen Hart Cup, it benefits the Owen Hart Foundation. What is the Owen Hart Foundation? The prevention of wrestlers falling from the ceiling? I let's, I don't. They out. won't tell us what the hell this is. Let's look it up. Owen Hart Foundation. The Owen Hart Foundation for the Prevention of Wrestlers Falling to Their Death from the Ceiling. This year's award winner, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Fill the Jeep. This is a terrible website. Oh, my gosh. It's great. I love it. Um, I established the Owen Hart Foundation as memory, building the meaningful treatment to my husband and our children and give me strength. Oh, it's going to her pocket. No, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I don't feel like doing the research. Brandon, do you have any idea? We provide opportunities for hardworking people who have limited resources and limited potential. See that? I have no idea what this is. So I'm going to tell you what I, I I just so I googled this and I'm looking at fun. like. Go ahead, Chris. I'm I'm looking at the uh, just a little preview on 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 Google, uh-huh. and this is how good it. Is. How good it is. The Owen Hart Foundation happily presents their annual question mark, question mark, question mark. OHF Easter question mark, question mark, question mark. Fill the Jeep. I think it's it helps underprivileged people. Well, that's that's lovely. It is good for them. But where I mean, does the is money being donated in the winner's name to the Owen Hart Foundation? And if so, when Adam Cole wins it, does he take the giant check and rip it the fuck up? Because he fucking better. <laughs> it helps underprivileged people by auctioning off their bodies so that an old celebrity can attach their head to it and then their family gets the money. Do you have young children who lost their uh, father in a tragic wrestling accident? Donate them. To put the dead wrestler's head on their shoulders, and they'll live forever. <laughs> we need the adrenochrome to reanimate Owen Hart. 
We need the children to be donated. <laughs> so the elite of the world can drink and bathe in the blood of the children. Amen. There this is go. I don't know why it just that's this is my favorite uh, idea that's come up in hundred plus hours of us talking is imagining the logistics behind this head reattachment operation. <laughs> the Owen Hart Foundation. We've exceeded four million dollars in gift giving and endowment contributions, striving to attach Owen Hart's head in a bottle to a giant's body. That giant being Satnam Singh. Like uh, when we were at Leah Kaur Center and Sammy Guevara did that double backflip off the ladder and he almost broke his neck. Mm-hmm. Like Shad Khan was somewhere like, ah, we were so close. <laughs> close to getting the body. I almost was able to get my head on there. <laughs> Presented to the winner of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament is the head of Owen Hart in a jar. <laughs> Children, donate your blood and we will pump it into the machine that keeps Owen Hart's head alive. Adrenochrome will be given out to everyone in attendance. Owen oh, Hart's just like, kill me! <laughs> His psychic screams kill everyone in the stadium. Oh! I'm into it. Psychic shockwaves. I'm into it. There you go. There's our wrestling coverage. <laughs> Sounded good. We got anything else coming up this week? Nothing. Did you guys catch uh, the WWE pay-per-view? No, but I will tell you this. Yes. Edge is the little thumbnail of Edge's evil face. Every time I went to the app screen, I kept forgetting to take a picture of it and send it to you guys. I'm spooky. I'd be in bed and he'd be looking at me. Spooky. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Final thoughts, Brandon. You know me. He looks tired, Edge. He looks, he's he looks in good like shape. He's all of 50 years old. That's what he looks like. No, he's got two young wrestlers that drain adrenochrome from their body and Pump himself back up. <laughs> That's how he stays so fit. Him and Christian. Christian. Yeah. The I anything else. Tammy Sitch is getting sentenced, I see. Yeah, That's good for her. She earned it, man. <laughs> what did she get locked up for? DUI again, but she killed someone, I think, right? Brandon? Oh, yeah. My God. DUI again. I think she's in, like, Minnesota. They're just letting her, like, ah, whatever, it's your fifth offense. My cousin's got 17. What's the big deal? Yeah, she's got it's like double digits. She finally killed somebody. Can't can't believe it. Yep, she can't. She's dead. They're dead. Everybody's dead. R.I.P. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Nope. There's a there's a petition to get her out of the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Get her out. That was the worst era of professional wrestling when she was involved in fucking WWE. It was fucking horrible. I loved it. I loved the little Sam. Sam. It's Tammy Stitch. Sunny. Sonny. Ugh. Sonny was hot. Uh, he was a wasteoid. And then she uh, <laughs> she cheated on fucking, what's his name with uh, HBK. Chris Candido. Uh, Chris, and Chris Candido. Candido died. And then she killed. <laughs> Maybe she killed to bring to get the guy's body to inject Chris Candido. Chris back Candido, into- I always loved you. Did you ever watch her her porn? Uh. No. <laughs> She farts during right, so, it. So, yeah, yeah, hold on. <laughs> she farts during it. The correct, the correct <laughs> for me, it should be obvious, is, of course I fucking did. <laughs> it, as soon as I found that, I found it. Yeah, she farts. She farts at one point. Yeah, she farts. The uh, 
The accident was she just hit the the side of a school bus full of high school wrestlers with a bulldozer, trying to get Chris Candido's head. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> that's what it's been. The whole, that's her nine DUIs. She's, Weirdly, uh, all, weirdly, every accident has been into a uh, school bus full of collegiate wrestlers. <laughs> so bad, I hate it. Oh my god! All right, uh, all right we're done. All right, P. Chris Candido. All right, P. Owen Hart. All right, P. Ric Flair soon. <sighs> there you go. Let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us this weekend. Join us here every week at Wrestling Is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Brandon and Chris, I am Jim, and I and we will be back here next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.